Welcome to the Exploring Leadership Show, where we talk with some of the world's most forward-thinking, influential CEOs and other top business leaders to learn about leadership experiences and how they're building world-class organizations. Brought to you by Warrior Leadership. Now, here's your host, Spence Taylor. All right, well, I'm excited today to have as my guest on this episode, Kevin Vidello, uh, who is the co-founder at Leads on Demand. Uh, Kevin is a good man. I've been blessed to, to get to know him a little bit before today. Uh, he's a, a man of faith. I love the way he lives his Christian faith. Both he and I are, are Christians and proud of it and thankful for our Savior. So I'm sure we'll probably talk a bit about our faith today, uh, as well as the intersection. One of the things I noticed, Kevin, uh, on your, uh, I just happened to notice on your LinkedIn, I think it was, uh, you talked about you study the Bible and you study leadership every day. And I love that there's this natural intersection uh, between the two. There's lots of leadership principles in the Bible. We could probably start a whole podcast just about liz- business and leadership principles from the teachings of Christ and from the Bible and different stories. Anyway, so as long of an introduction as that is before I'm letting you talk, welcome to the show and so grateful that you're joining me here. Sure. Thank you, Spence, for, for having me here. Glad to, glad to be of service. Uh, you're so magnificent. I appreciate you. Uh, one of the things that really stands out to me from our first conversation uh, was just that you're one of these, uh, you're a person that I feel who really wants to change the world. You're not just looking to have a successful business. Not that there's anything wrong with that, because there's not. It's a wonderful thing to be able to, to provide jobs and to create value. But you want to do even things beyond that. Um, so help us help us understand first who you are. I mean, where where does that desire come from? Uh, what have you been doing in your life that has created that urgency to to do bigger things in you? And just anything you want to share kind of as the headlines of, of who you are. Uh, all right. Well, hey, my name is Kevin. Uh, I'll try not to give myself too much glory. <laughs> but my name is uh, Kevin, founder of Leads on Demand. I'm a Filipino-Canadian, born in Canada. And I have a mission to strengthen young leaders. That is my mission. Awesome, awesome, and I love that. And so, I mean, where where does that come from, Kevin? You you told me, you know, you don't have to share, of course, the exact same things that you and I spoke about off the air, but whatever you want our listeners to know that would be kind of the story behind that mission to strengthen young leaders. Where where is that? Where was that born? Mm, Man, that mission came from. I was a young man that needed to be strengthened (laughs) from a young. I'm what I want to do in the future is what I wanted and needed in my life. So it all started when I was young. I was a young guy. I was born in the church, a Christian church. And, uh, you know, my father was a really was a busy man in the church. He was a leader. I always watched him you know, lead the congregation. But he was always busy, kind of unavailable. And I wanted to be just like him. I'd watch him on the, on the pulpit, preaching, praying for the church, watching over his flock. But no, no, no. Uh, no time for me <laughs> mm. as a young guy. And I wanted that. So the only time I would get that was, was when he was angry or aggressive. That's when mm. I'd get his attention. So as I grew older, I just wanted, you know, attention from other people. You know, people other guys would give me attention who, I, who, who could be like my father. And there were some people that I trusted. Um, I don't like saying this out loud too much, especially, you know, in a coffee shop. It was awkward, but, uh, you know, uh, there's someone that I trusted a little bit older than me and, and he took advantage of that trust I had. 
and I'm grateful for that moment because I know and I understand a lot of things. I learned a lot about forgiveness from that. And I'll leave that for later on if you want to talk about it. But I, I'm very grateful because from then, I had a huge moments of just like, where am I going in my life? Got in trouble at school, broke into lockers at school, started doing drugs. And I met these older guys who were gang members in Canada. And, uh, you know, I wanted to be cool like them. And I, I was willing to do anything to fit in, including getting into trouble, doing crime, uh, doing, getting into fights at school just to get approval. Uh, but it led me down a, a, a nasty path of darkness, of sin, of danger, of violence. And, uh, you know, we, I ended up doing a home invasion and I spent five years of my life in prison in Canada. Um, and it's from that moment, I was like, okay, man, like, is this what I want to live? Do I want to live my life, you know, living like this? And as I grew up in, you know, in the Young Offender Center, that's where I got my high school, I got challenged greatly by, you know, other youth in there, you know, wanted to fight, fight over food, fight over this. Uh, wanting to prove myself, but also challenged by, you know, a therapist who challenged me and was like, hey, man, you know, this gang that you used to roll with, they claimed brotherhood. They wanted, they said brotherhood is, is all there. I'm your brother. I have your back. The, the crew is called Forever Our Brothers. It's an Asian gang in Canada. And um, there was none of that. There was no brotherhood especially when I got locked up. No one reached out to me. Maybe one person wrote me a letter in the whole time that I've been there. No one decided to answer my calls, maybe one friend. And uh, that brotherhood that they claimed did not exist. And it was a lie. And uh, I started to become aware of that over time. And, I'm, and once, I, you know, once my time was, came up, I decided like, look, this is not what I want in my life. I want something greater in my life. And I started recognizing all my behaviors that was like leading me to that path of like, okay, hey, me wanting approval and attention from my father, it repeated to other people, to other men, to older men who I wanted to replace as my father. And once I started becoming aware of that, I'm like, okay, is this what I want? Is this a good pattern for my life? And, um, and now I'm working on that, like I'm starting, I'm still working on that till this day. You know, now I'm here and I really, I have to still have this fire to, to be that strong, uh, you know, warrior for other, a lot of young men that want to stand up in their life. So that's where I'm at now. Well, it's tremendous. Thank you for sharing it. I, I love the, your willingness to be open and share some of those details because I know that Every person I've ever met uh, has has their own version of that story, basically, right? I mean, we haven't all been through the exact same thing, but we all have to go through hard things and uh, and find our way. Uh, and often, those hard things have to do with with certain gaps in our lives. In your case, the gap in the relationship that you desired to have versus the one you actually had with your father was kind of the catalyst that led to a lot of of the challenges that proceeded after that. So, you know, again, whatever the unique gap is that, that we're trying to fill in our lives, I think that tends to be the thing that we, that, uh, I don't know, spirals or, or propels us into uh, having to navigate some tough things. So anyway, it's just interesting. And, and uh, I'm thankful for what you shared. Um, now, I'm, I'm curious, you, you talked about the, 
I guess that moment of resolve or the clarity that you didn't want your life to continue in the same pattern, like you weren't you weren't happy with the gang uh, participation affiliation, uh, the the time locked up. Of course, I I can't even imagine that must have just been really difficult. Was there something specific that got you to that place, or was it just kind of a, a series of small, you know, small steps, small experiences that culminated in that moment, or like how did you get to that where you actually decided, okay? I am choosing to make a pivot. I'm not going to persist in the same pattern that I've been in in the past. Like, what was it that created that in you? Uh, yeah, for me, a lot of small steps, you know, like that small steps. I would say it'd be a lot of coaching, like from my therapist. His name is Lawrence. He's a psychologist in the jail. And uh, he showed me this movie. It's called uh, Made in America. And it's a movie about the Bloods and Crips in LA. And, um, you know, there was this one part where in the movie, there was there's shootings, gang life, talking about women and like glorifying gangs. But then there was a part in the movie where it changed and there was women crying and there was names of their, of, of someone on the screen. I was like, why are they crying? But on the name, on the, on the screen, it was the names of their sons that were got shot and murdered and uh, their ages. There'd be John 18, David, 10 eric 14 and i'm like well guys my age i'm like yo <laughs> the biggest turning point for me was like hey man is do i want my family to be there reading my name that changed everything that changed everything wow no that's that's powerful uh, and again i think it's it's important as you pointed out to say that although that was a defining moment that there were lots of little steps that led up to that. Your willingness to listen, for example, I think that's one attribute that you exhibited. I mean, maybe you were required to have some type of therapy session, but you didn't have to listen to your to Lawrence. You didn't have to listen to your therapist and and take his counsel into your life and apply some of the things that he was sharing. You know, you chose to do that, and I think again, in the although this isn't a, a faith based podcast because we share faith, uh, you, you exercise that that faith in God. Now, I'm curious that on that specific element of, of your faith, was that something that just stayed with you from childhood all the way through? Or were there some times in your incarceration or, or some of the challenges you were through that you kind of let go of God for a while? Mm, you know, yeah, good question, bro. Yeah, it, it didn't always stay strong. There was times where I doubted God and I, you know, I was sitting in my room, my, my cell, and I'm like, hey, what's going on? I was facing my pre-trial. I was about to go to trial. And, you know, I had a meeting with my lawyer once. And I remember she gave me some bad news. Like, hey, you're facing a long time. And uh, for, for a home invasion, I, sat, I remember I was sitting there. I was like, man, hey, where, well, God, where are you, man? <laughs> where are you, God? Are you even real? If you are, then you'd listen. So it always like, you know, my journey was up and down. And when I got out, I did ex want to experience different faiths. I tried Hinduism, Sikhism, you know, Buddhism, all these different faiths, but they, they just weren't a fit for me. I came back to the Jesus Christ after. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and part of the reason I ask is just because, again, it, it's a, I think it's, it's pretty often the case uh, that anybody who really has any type of faith, especially if it's a deep faith, like what I have felt from you in our, earlier conversation and even today, uh, it, it was not easily won. Uh, you know, it, it took it took some struggle and some battle and 
And it's a process too. I think that's important too. It's easy to sometimes describe faith as a, a binary thing, like you either have it or you don't. But I think it's in a moment you might have it, and in another moment you might start to be afraid and lose it for you know for a an hour or a week or a year or you know whatever. But then you you make a choice. So to me, it's one of our themes thus far, you know, in the few minutes we've been visiting, um, is just making that decision that we can always make a decision to make a change. Uh, again, we could apply that in a leadership context. That if uh, if there are leaders listening who just feel like they've they've not had good models uh, to follow, again, kind of in the the parallel with with uh, your the relationship with your father and a little bit of the complexity there. Um, <clears throat> if there are leaders that haven't had a a good mentor in their life, or just haven't ever felt like they've felt like they've figured it out and been able to lead with uh, the kind of the servant approach of of modern leadership and the, the principles that work the best in leadership tend to be those that are focused on listening, focusing on taking action and advocating for your people, you know, things like this, they can choose to do that now. Like we can, we can all choose to do something different than what we've done in the past. I remember an experience real quick. Um, when I was in Iraq, I was in the military early in my career. And I remember I was studying investing because I, I just, that was like a distraction for me, like at, at night before I went to sleep. Uh, in addition to other things that I would study, I was reading this pamphlet about investing. Um, and one of the things on it, it, it said past performance does not guarantee future success. Uh, again, in that context, of course, it was intended as like, just because a company's done well, doesn't mean it's going to keep doing well. So don't don't assume that. But I, I was struck more deeply by that principle that past performance doesn't guarantee future success. And we could say the same thing with your decision. Uh, making that decision to make a major pivot away from the pattern of life that you had been in uh, up to that point, that you're now future success where you're where you are currently and where you're headed, you know, your trajectory is pointed upward. Um, your past performance did not hinder or limit you, uh, or does not, I should say, in present tense, does not hinder or limit you in your ability to be successful and to be a good disciple and a follower of Christ today. Just because you had some struggles in the past doesn't limit your future. Any thoughts around that? No, I I think I tr truly agree. Everything in our past is leading us to become the men and women we are today. I truly believe God has a plan. There is a plan for all of us. Even that hard moment is a test of God for us. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. that warfare is a test of God in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's well said. I like how you put that. Well, so let's get back. Let's get over to maybe talking about your mission of building young leaders. Like, what are the steps? Like, what what is the game plan? Where are you now with all that? What's the vision? I'd love for you just to kind of expound on on that mission. Sure, brother. I love talking about this, man. I'm because I'm starting to get back into it. I'm, I'm you know I'm building a marketing agency, uh, but my true fire is is this right here is that equipping young leaders, young men especially. I I think the very first step is understanding the first thing on self-leadership. Before you lead anyone else, you need to lead yourself. And it, that, that in itself might even be a, a five, 10 year journey of leading yourself. And it's every day, um, you know, leading yourself. And that, that kind of looks like also like building disciplines to, you know, pray and building disciplines to, you know, building good habits in your life. Also, self-leadership around awareness of like your triggers. You know, someone told me uh, at a training that's like, you know, leadership is is basically 
just a journey of projections. People projecting their stuff onto you. For example, when you're leading a group of a hundred people, someone's gonna project their father onto you. Hmm. You know, someone's gonna put their father onto you. Now you're gonna carry someone's father's spirit because, like, you're the one in charge, and now someone's gonna see you as their father. And then now, how are you gonna handle that? <laughs> hmm. Right? Someone's gonna be angry at you, and they're gonna be yelling at you because you make a decision for the team. But if you don't understand that fact that, hey, you know, understanding yourself and, 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 and like the fact about like psychology and how people project um, and learning how to manage yourself in a moment where you're dealing with criticism and feedback. If you don't know how to lead yourself, you're going to break down like a weak wall. You will break down. Your leadership will fail in a very crucial moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I love how you put that. And it's, it's got a cautionary tone to it that I think is very appropriate. Uh, you know, it's the old know thyself uh, principle that we really do have to have that clarity on who we are, what we're about, what are our values that we live by, what lines are we not willing to cross at any cost, where, where are our loyalties as well. Again, it's, it's great to be loyal to a brand. Um, but a brand is temporal, you know, temporary, it's not going to live forever. Um, so looking at kind of the eternal loyalties, I guess you could say maybe, again, even for people that don't choose a path of faith, I think it's still important. They still have to go through that process uh, of figuring out their own identity and uh, how they're going to, how they're going to build upon that foundation with the way they lead. So I like how you're talking about that self-leadership as the foundational piece. So once somebody has got that dialed in, you know, they, they really feel confident they're able to uh, present consistently and follow a set of principles and standards that that will will uh, will prove the test of time then what like what what's uh, what's the next phase you mentioned earlier that it could take mm -hmm. five ten years to, to get that all the way kind of dialed in so maybe it's not so much step one step two but what else are they working on uh, as they figure that out I would say like the next step it would be mission you know do you do you or do you know your mission? Uh, but let me rewind and it's, you know, it would be, are you listening to the voice of God? And do you know his calling for you? Sometimes I like to think, oh, I'm going to do my goals and my dreams and my mission. But I'm starting to realize like it's not mine. I'm being used somehow. I'm just a vessel. I'm here to be used by God to fulfill something for him to be part of his tool. Um, one, uh, one thing I'm encouraging young men, especially in my church, I'm, I'm going to help them like, like, Hey, do you, do you know God's calling in your, on your life? Do you know his purpose that he has for you? Cause once you have, once these guys have this direction, it's, it's calling. Cause Hey, look, young guys have it. Me. I was lost a lot of my life. I was lost in the beginning. I was like, where am I going? What am I doing? Do I want to be an engineer? Do I want to be a doctor? All these things in life, um, I'm like, I'm lost. I'm, I'm just listening to what other people want of me, what my parents want, what this person wants. But you know, what does God want? What does he want me right now? And once start people you know, start hearing that, they're going to like live a more passionate life that is like on fire by him. Mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. Well, I think that's really well said. And again, I, I continue to admire your your own fire and your own passion uh, for that that effort. 
Now, how maybe zooming out a little bit and and talking about it in a practical sense, uh, we we all have to earn a living. Uh, you're building. You mentioned you're building your marketing agency, uh, leads on demand. I know you're you're doing well with that. You've got a good book of clients and things are are progressing. You got momentum. Like, how do you make sure that you stay balanced, where you can continue to pursue this mission you care so much about, and also grow your agency? And not let things tip either direction, you know, where you <clears throat> where you tip to the left, so to speak, and you're you're no longer growing your agency, but you're fulfilling your mission to a great extent, or to the right, where it's like your agency is growing so much that the success creates this momentum, and it, it kind of starts to run away from you potentially, where you're no longer able to spend time on your mission. So, I mean, what's your counsel to anyone who has a similar split of their time and passion, where they have the practical side and then the kind of the passion side? How do you make sure that you can stay focused in a way that is sustainable? That's a good question. You know, I've, I've wrestled with that a lot of my, you know, even recently. You can make money off your purpose. You can make money off your purpose by, you know, let's say you want to, you know, say someone's passion is having skincare, having healthy skin. You can sell skin products. Me personally, though, I'm, uh, I don't know if money is a big motivator for, building leaders and i don't want money to be a barrier because that that's spirit of money can get in the way of my mission and really serving someone it can get in the way because people are going to think greed's involved but so how i'm balancing that is i'm i'm using leadership in my own business to find leaders to build leaders to build systems processes operations to build up a huge back end where it doesn't need to include me all the time. I don't need to always be involved. You know, I don't want to always be involved in everything in my business. I'd like to walk away and still get paid. So building passive income, building some freedom. Uh, uh, you know, so also having some ways to have freedom. Like, you know, I'm, I'm looking into real estate, putting my money into different investment places. So I can make, I can get my money working for me and I have assets making me money. So I don't have to worry about my, you know, I can go live God's mission for me and not worry about, hey, can I pay my rent? Because it's really hard trying to help someone and coach someone if my cup's not full. You know, if, if I'm worrying about my rent, it's going to be hard to help, you know, inspire someone over here in this end. Uh, so it's like, it's a really balanced. So what, what I'm doing and a takeaway just for everyone watching is like, I'd really like to, to encourage you how to divide your time in the, in the day. So what I do is like until 5 p.m. most days, I'm focusing, you know, from 8 to 5, I'm focusing on my agency. Then from 5 until evening, I'm, I'm building the mission. You know, I'm, I'm doing things to build the mission. So it's uh, even during the day, though, my eyes are still on the mission. Like even at work, I'm like, okay, so I'm here working on my business, but how can I build skills here that'll help that? You know, yeah, yeah. how can I use the mission? Like if I'm working at construction and I'm digging holes, I'm like, what can I do in this construction job to strengthen my mission while I'm at work? So my time is fully used. Yeah, uh, that's, that's fantastic. And I, again, I think it's so wise rather than a more reactive approach of just kind of letting yourself work on whatever you want to work on in a moment. I think you end up not having any real progress on either one. 
and you're kind of stuck in this perpetual oscillating back and forth and, and no real work getting done. No, yeah, so true, brother. Okay, well, so let's let's kind of try to bring it in for a landing a bit then as we get toward the end of our conversation, uh, which has just been so magnificent. What uh, what can people do who are listening? What what would they be able to grab hold of at one principle maybe that we've touched on that would be an action item they can take and integrate into their life uh, right now? Yeah, the biggest thing for me right now, it, there's two, there's two actually. So the one is, is, is for anyone beginning is starting to listen to the voice of God in your Start listening. There is someone leading you. And in the Bible, it says we, they kick against the prick. They go against the God's leadership. He's the ultimate leadership. He's the ultimate leader. He's my mentor. I actually listen to him. He's my mentor in my business. And I ask him, hey, God, what do I do? I don't need to ask other people. Sometimes I do, but I like to listen to God. And he helps me decide sometimes. In hard situations, he helps me. So, A, listening to that voice of God. Second thing, for some reason this came up, is start being aware of your people pleaser. In leadership, we have to lead, and they're going to be, someone's going to be angry when you lead. Someone's going to, not going to like you. So I really encourage people listening, especially the young, young soldier, to really start being, paying attention to your people pleasing behavior. Where are you a people pleaser? What behaviors show that you're a people pleaser? I'm working on this myself, even right now on this call. Um, it's like, okay, where in my life am I a people pleaser? And once now I'm aware, where can I start not needing to please others? Hmm. Yeah, that, that's so great. Yep, I, I love that. And again, I think there's parallel with uh, the faith side of things as well as the business side, where if, if you're people pleasing you know, on the faith side, that's kind of a, a deeper topic for maybe another conversation. Uh, but in the more, I guess, simple sense on the business side, if you're trying to please people all the time, then you end up getting, you hitting, a, you hit a plateau ultimately and a decline even, uh, because if you just listen to people around you who have no stake in the outcome, uh, then you're going to get bad advice and, and end up on a downward spiral. So, uh, and again, we could, we could apply that same thing on the faith side, but in a maybe a deeper sense. So I love that. Those are both great action items. I, I love what you've shared here. Uh, how can people connect with you if they want to know more about what you're doing with your agency and or with uh, your your cause of building mighty warriors out of young men? <laughs> sure. Hey, you know what? Honestly, I can send out a hundred different links. People lose focus easily. You can easily connect with me one way on Instagram. Follow at lead gen CEO. So L E A D G E N CEO. Lead Gen CEO. Okay, awesome. One word. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that's great. I'll uh, we'll make sure to put that in the show notes as well, so it's easy for people to to click on that or to, you know to, to put that in Instagram and follow you there. Uh, we, if you would like, we can also include your LinkedIn profile if they want to connect with you on the, the business side there. Uh, but yeah, this this has been tremendous, Kevin. Any, any final parting words before we say goodbye here? Yeah, I do. I'd like to pray for everyone here. I know this is not a faith based podcast. But is that all right with you? Yes, it is. Is that all right? Absolutely. So, um, all right. So this is my this is a prayer to whoever's listening to this podcast. My prayer is this is my prayer for you. My people pleaser is coming up for him, but I'm gonna lean in because I know someone's gonna be touched by this. This prayer here, Lord, is um, 
Lord Jesus, I'm coming to you on this day. Uh, just really thankful just for this moment to whoever's listening to this, Lord, that I trust that this word can speak to them, Lord, and that may you speak to them inside their heart. May you let them, this leader, hear your voice, Lord, in this crucial moment, Lord, and to guide their decision-making, Lord. May you bless their decision-making. May you bless their decisiveness. May you bless their leadership, Lord. May you bless their, their strength in any moment. May you help guide any leader that is, that is going through some situations that they need help. Maybe if they don't know you, Lord, but may you speak to them today and to give them that compass, that direction, that vision that you want them to see. I trust in you, Lord, and I thank you on this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, that's so generous of you to do that, and I appreciate your, your faith in demonstrating that doing something that, uh, that is bold and, and, uh, uplifting to others. So really appreciate your, your heart, the goodness of your heart and just the great blessing it's been to visit with you here and wish you all the success. Again, I, I know you'll continue to do great things on the business side, as well as, uh, finding those young men that you can uplift and help and, and help them develop into great warriors. And ultimately, I think that is, that is the cause that will, will, uh, ripple out into the generations. You'll be able to have that impact. Uh, for for many many generations to come, so that's exciting. I'm inspired by you, and really just appreciate you spending the time, brother. Thank you so much. I'm very I'm very lucky to have this. Just last note, I just I know I I know I said some things about my dad being an angry guy and he's very aggressive. I I don't want him to to you all to think that he is like that. I'm very grateful because he is he has I have forgiven my dad so much. And I think the last thing is not just this harshness of leadership, but also the power of forgiveness. Um, you know, Jesus did that for us. And I forgive him, my father. He's working on himself. And I'm, um, I just want to say on this last note that, you know, I, dad, if you're listening to this, I love you. And uh, um, I just thank you for everything. That's all I wanted to say. God bless you, everyone here. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Exploring Leadership Show. To receive a free company health assessment that clarifies your company's greatest strengths and biggest opportunities to improve, visit warriorslead.com. We'll see you next time.